0: Tune you in now
1: to the LBX Daily Show,
0: brought to you by the LBX Collective,
1: your community to connect, engage, and inspire. Now,
0: let's get ready to roll
1: with your hosts, Christine Beer and Brandon Wiley. All right. Welcome to the Daily Show, everybody.
0: Ooh, here we are again. <laughs>
1: So before we get rolling, because we're gonna, we actually got a special day planned today. Uh, before we get r- rolling, just wanted to let everybody know that our friends over at Fun Across America have released a new video. So their videos come out every other Wednesday, and you can check them out at youtube.com/slash/at symbol Fun Across America. And they went to Wink World in Mall of America, and I actually didn't know that Wink World had a Mall of America location. The only Wink World I've ever been to is the one at Area 15. And mm-hmm. it's a little bit weird. It's a, so like, definitely go check out that video and you'll be like, yeah, this is, this is a weird attraction. Like it's mm-hmm. really bizarre, but, uh want to definitely check out the Mall of America location the next time I'm in Minnesota.
0: Well, cool. I haven't had a chance to check it out yet. And I want to learn more about Wink World. So excited to watch that a little bit later today.
1: It is It is weird. It is yeah. weird. I'm not sure. Hmm. Anyway, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll am i hold back my judgment, uh, but you okay. go and check out the video. Yeah,
0: maybe we check can dissect that a little bit tomorrow. Yeah,
1: awesome. Yeah, okay. maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So what do we got?
0: So yeah. Okay. Well, today is National Winnie the Pooh Day. <laughs> and so today is all going to be about Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> all right. So the, today's National Winnie the Pooh Day is actually the day that it's National Winnie the Pooh because it's the, it's the birthday of AA, which is Alan Alexander Malin. Maline, and it, his birthday was January eighteenth, nineteen or eighteen. Oh my gosh, eighteen eighty-two. Boy, this is old. <laughs> and he was the guy that brought us the adorable honey-loving bear to life in his stories. And it also features his son Christopher Robin. And so um, Maline's lovable Pooh Bear, as he was fondly called, is a fictional bear inspired by a black bear named Winnie. Now Winnie lived at the London Zoo during World War One, and as you can see in some pictures here if we want to bring those up yeah you can see a little statue of oh the bear and obviously a, a, a combat guy from world war one the author, son christopher robin would often visit the bear at the zoo and he named his own teddy bear after her so when he was actually a female uh bear and so he named his teddy bear and he also named his pe- teddy bear Pooh because there was a swan at the bear named Pooh. so Winnie the Pooh came after a black bear named Winnie at the zoo and a swan named Winnie from the zoo, which was interesting to kind of put together. So that's how Winnie the Pooh was kind of born. Now, the adventures of Winnie the Pooh took, them on, uh, took, took children on, on different, different adventures through the Hundred Acre Woods, and each character played a unique role in the book. Whether it was wisdoms of owl or rabbit, if you remember, leading the group awry or in a celebration, the story characters became lovable all around the world. In the 1960s, Disney bought the rights to the Winnie the Pooh characters, dropping the hyphen from Pooh's name, and they changed the illustrations, so the look of what Winnie the Pooh and all the characters actually look like. These stories have actually been translated into 50 languages worldwide and are considered children's classics even today. Mm -hmm. And it's been an interesting year for Winnie the Pooh, actually, because uh, as I understand this year, the licensing rights to Winnie the Pooh have opened up.
1: Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that a little, little bit, actually, and some of the interesting repercussions, because I think uh-huh. most people think of Winnie the Pooh as a Disney character and as a Disney creation. And even though it wasn't, obviously, as you just talked about, uh, it, it is most like, endearingly represented by Disney in all of their animations and in the books they've produced. And and so, yeah, the the licensing, basically the copyright on the character has expired now. And it's opened up for lots of interpretation. And so that actually expired last year. And so we will, uh, we'll talk a little bit about some of those repercussions.
0: We'll delve into that. But before we go there, now, if you want to, if you're a big Winnie the Pooh fan and you want to kind of observe Winnie the Pooh day, here's a couple ideas. You can snuggle up with your favorite Pooh fan with a pot of honey and take turns licking it out of the bowl. No, just kidding. (laughs) Just take turns reading about the adventures of Winnie the Pooh or share some of your Pooh Bear favorite adventures or quotes because there's lots of cool little quotes that come out of the story or even watch a little Winnie the Pooh movie. Or even better, you could rent the former home of A. A. Milne in off of Airbnb if you can believe it or not. So let's pull this up here. Now this is called Cotchford Farm, and it was A. A. Milne's former home in East Sussex. And it sounds like it was kind of like a vacation home where they spent just a couple months a year there. Now it's the setting for his notable book Winnie the Pooh. The house is a real life landmark where all the Pooh stories were kind of created around like the 100-acre wood, the Enchanted Place, and Stick Bridge. Even though they don't all have the same names there, some of these places are still uh, places that he wrote about in the book. Now, the property includes a unique outdoor pool, which apparently is rare in this area. There's six bedrooms that spread over three different floors. You can kind of see some pictures of the rooms here. It features um, things like the original house is actually preserved, but what they've done is put some Winnie the Pooh memorabilia all up around it, so you kind of feel like you're at Winnie the Pooh's. And uh, something else that's really notable about this house is that Brian Jones, a member of the Rolling Stones, actually used to live here. And it has a bit of an intriguing story because allegedly Brian Jones was murdered by the pool in this house. (laughs) So I kind of found that to be a little bit interesting. Here is um, a little statue of uh, Christopher Robin that you can find in the gardens. Now, this house is available to rent on Airbnb, and it's kind of a unique place if you're a big fan where you could go into the old English countryside, you know, rent it out. Or if you wanted to kind of learn more about Brian's Jones death or you're a follower of Brian's Jones, this might be an interesting place to rent for the weekend.
1: Yeah, that's I think what I've what I've just decided in looking at that is I just want to rent an English cottage, period. It doesn't have to be that one. It just looks quaint and beautiful and relaxing I just I just want to be in the English countryside and sit in a cottage and have some tea and
0: like and read
1: and you know walk with my like, shepherd or something, my dog and I don't know. It just sounds that looks awesome. It looks ideal. I wonder,
0: I wonder if there's an old English stable nearby as well because that would be super fun to get on a horse and just kind of go for a little trot through the countryside.
1: Yeah, go go do a fox hunt. That'd be amazing. Uh, oh, go yeah. do a fox hunt, fox chase down hunt. some fox.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Oh, and what's the, the shooting? Anyway.
0: The disc shooting that they do, isn't
1: that an English thing? Uh, I don't know if they do the, I don't know if they do skeet shooting as much in England, but they certainly shoot, they hunt pheasant and grouse and, you know, all the same birds that we like to hunt in the Midwest here. So in the Northeast, yeah. There you go. Be a lot of fun fun. All right. Well, I, one of the the most classic and original Disney rides, so there aren't a whole lot of Disney, uh, excuse me, Winnie the Pooh attractions, because obviously Disney's held on yes. tight to that copyright. And I love their, this is one of my favorite dark rides that they have in Disneyland. They have an equal one in Dis, in magic kingdom as well, but I absolutely love this dark ride. I think they've done, they did such a phenomenal job. The, it's super calming. It's this is in the critter country part of Disneyland. And so obviously a lot of that is being redone right now as Sp- splash mountain is trained as changing over to Tiana's. And they're doing some other work in the New Orleans Square area. But I just absolutely love, like, I'll come all the way over here because sometimes I don't like doing Splash Mountain because I don't want to get wet. But I will always come over and go through the Winnie Pooh ride. I just love, I think they did such a great job with the, the lighting, the black lighting, and the characters are a whimsical. The ride vehicle, you're sitting in like this honey, uh, this beehive, and it sort of like wobbles back and forth as you're moving around. And it's just a really cool, really calming attraction it takes you through a bunch of their different a bunch of the different storylines and then you know ultimately ends up with uh you know with some everybody having being very happy and celebrating and winnie the pooh's got his head unstuck from the honey and it's just it's just a good it's it's overall a good attraction so if you ever get a chance to get to disneyland i'm sure most of us who are listening to this show have you've got to go on the winnie the pooh dark ride i know it seems like it might be a kiddie ride but it is thoroughly enjoyable
0: you know what? I'm not sure if I've ever been on it, but I have to tell you, I'm very sad about Splash Mountain. Suddenly, <laughs> I didn't realize that Tiana's was taking over Splash Mountain. I'm going to miss Bear Bear and the Briar Patch and all that fun stuff. Oh my gosh!
1: Yeah, yeah, and it'll, it'll, it'll be actually weird. be opening. It'll be opening in I think March, March, April, like with with the new with the whole new feel, new music, like the whole thing. Wow. Obviously, the attraction itself is the same, like the ride, you know, the, the actual Flume ride. But, but it's totally been rethemed in the whole new storyline. So yeah. Yeah. Very interesting.
0: It makes sense. They need to keep things updated. I just kind of feel like I need to shed a tear for history here.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. I know. I know, but uh, it's not great history if you actually know the underlying storyline. So it's probably yeah, okay that right. we're moving away from it. So yeah, you're It's right. fine. Like the Brer Rabbit stuff is fine, you know, whatever. The un- but the underlying story, you know. And, and anyway, it's it's better that we're moving on from that. Tiana's a good fit. So all right, if you don't want to stay in the cottage, but you do find yourself in the UK and you do want to experience Pooh Bear stuff while you're there you can go and explore tons of things in the outdoors. So one of the things that you have here is the actual 100-acre hundred, hundred wood. And this is not the, the true 100-acre wood. We'll actually talk about that here in a minute. But this is like a little mini one. There's dozen sites that are there that are inspired by Winnie the Pooh stories. So you find the Pooh Sticks Bridge, Eeyore's Gloomy Place, Rabbit's House... And everything is just in a really simple circular walk. So it's just the right length for little kids. You don't have to be, it's just not like a heavy hike. You're really just going around to enjoy the trail. And then there's an adventure playground at the end, which I couldn't get a picture. I couldn't find a picture of. And then just a family-friendly farm as well. And then there's actually a campsite. So if you want to stay and hang out in the 100 Acre Woods and you know for a couple of days, you could camp there as well. Yeah. So one of the other places in the UK is actually the 100 Acre Woods. And this is just one direction looking at it. And it's actually the 500 acre wood in Ashdown forest in East Sussex. And so it's not actually a hundred acre, it's a 500 acre and you can go and visit this. And there's two trails. One's a really short poo walk. They call it. It's the short poo walk. It's about one kilometer. And then you have the long poo walk, which is about three and a quarter kilometers and there, again, you can find Owl's House and another Poustix Bridge, the Enchanted Place, a Heffalump Trap. And if you take the longer route, you can actually go on the Expedis- expedition to the North Pole. Which uh, So oh. whichever one, you know, you're just going to be out there and it's going to be super beautiful while you're there, too.
0: Well, and this would be close to Coxford Farm, where A. 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 Millen's former home was in East Sussex, right? And this is where, yeah, it's got to be. It's all surrounded by this area.
1: Yep. Yep. Exactly. And so then if you're there, you can also go to Pooh's Corner and this picture isn't super great. This is the best one I could find, but basically this is in the village of Hartfield and it's just a, you know, must visit place for your fans of Winnie the Pooh. And it's a tea room. There's a gift shop. There's a Poohseum, which is a free museum for the Winnie the Pooh memorabilia. And, uh, you know, it's just a good spot to stop after walking through the hundred acre wood.
0: Mm-hmm. Get some tea and biscuits.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> So (laughs) tea, tea and biscuits, or tea and crumpets, or whatever that is that they they eat. And
0: honey, yes, exactly. I love how they have afternoon tea, and it's so special.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So one of the things you know you mentioned, which was the whole fact that the copyright on Winnie the Pooh has expired, or at least Disney's copyright has expired. Well, the other one has expired, you know, long ago. That's been in public domain for a while. But the the Winnie the Pooh name and that that whole Mm -hmm. thing has been expired, and so. One of the things, if I don't know if you, I don't know if, did you have a chance to get to see this, uh, you know, Winnie the Pooh, Blood no, and Honey? I,
0: I hate horror. I think yeah. we talked about this before. I hate anything yeah. horror and I don't know why they have to, I'm, I'm just talk about it. Cause I've got feelings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, so I think the big deal here is just that you've got, uh, like, I don't you knew immediately, and we talked about this because like, when uh, when Minnie, when Mickey Mouse, right, yes. like Steamboat Willie, and like we watched that little, we watched yes. a little trailer of Steamboat Willie. Like we knew immediately. Okay, all of a sudden you're going to have a horror film with all these Disney movies, and I get it, but I sort of don't get it. Like why? Like just make a horror movie. Why does it have to be branded around Winnie the Pooh and ruin it for so many kids? Uh, you know. But anyway, I think we're going to see a lot more of this as disney characters become to you know be, begin to expire their copyrights and right. yes like the specific likeness like they couldn't have the actual winnie the pooh character because that's trademarked so like the actual animated character they couldn't have go on a killing rampage because that actually is trademarked but the overall concept of winnie the pooh and of now steamboat willie mickey mouse steamboat willie like that that stuff is now in public domain, and we're gonna see a lot of this, like frankly, bastardization of these really classic IP uh and and yeah. it's gonna go out there. But I think it does leave something really interesting and open for uh, for people to start to theme FECs and little mini theme parks using some of this IP that that at the same time, you know, you can use some of these references from now that are public domain without having to worry about licensing directly from disney so i think some interesting things there we'll see as well
0: yeah i think so too i just i wonder how far you have to take it in an fbc to make it work and if people will actually do that and if it actually will drive revenue because i don't know winnie the pooh is nice and it's a lovely thing but is it actually strong enough to actually use as ip inside of your facility to drive business there is my question i'm
1: curious yeah and I'm not—I'm not sure that Winnie the Pooh itself is, but as like every year from now going forward, we're now in that threshold. Now that Disney's turned you know 100 years old, and like you know, like as we're moving forward down this path, more and more of their IP is going to continue to end up in the public domain, and their copyrights are going to be rolling off. And so I think in general we're going to see a lot more of this. So maybe Winnie the Pooh is not the right fit, and and maybe Steamboat C- Willie, you know, Mickey Mouse and Steamboat C- Willie is not right—not the right fit. But there's a lot of stuff coming up.
0: Sure, sure. Well, I would have said I never would have thought that Peppa Pig was the right fit either. And I mean, look at how fast those parks are expanding and they seem to, you know, be doing well because they keep growing and growing. So, yeah, you never know.
1: Yeah. I think the difference there with Peppa the pig is that they control their IP. And so like they control the IP and they're the parks where this is a little bit where you have to be like a little bit arm's length from the IP because Disney still does control some likeness and stuff. And so there will be some stretches there. Like you could potentially be Winnie the Pooh, but like Winnie the Pooh from the books versus from Disney's animated series or something like that, you know, and have like a little kids playland That's like Winnie the Pooh themed, but it's like the old theme. And like, I don't don't want to go to that. But yeah. little kids, little kids love that kind of stuff. Like that's why Winnie the Pooh has been so popular.
0: I don't know if it's not Disney eyes. Is that what we call Disney Fi? Disney eyes, like cartoons. Like I grew up on the Disney cartoons and if it didn't look like Disney cartoons, I just wasn't interested. Like they're so colorful and they're round and they're puffy now. So I just don't know if that style of drawing is going to appeal to kids. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but maybe, maybe only North America, maybe we were in England where it was actually, you know, developed and they, they had all these stories come out. It might be a little bit different there. But I'd be curious to see how, where what you can actually do with this that makes sense. To be honest, yeah, yeah. And, and,
1: and I, was, I, mean, I think just if anything, the name pulls pulls people in. So even if like the actual theme, like look at the end of the day, kids climb over cardboard boxes. Like is, yeah. if you could stack cardboard boxes and put it in a room and call it an attraction and charge five dollars for it, and kids will want to go play in there. Like mm-hmm. I think what draws people and maybe keeps people is how well it's themed and the name to draw somebody over like they may only go play in the boxes once but if it's like a winnie the pooh thing they might play in the box you know they might play for two times or three times a year don't know
0: i don't know very curious the only one comment that i do have to say is like stop it with the horror films (laughs) like why do you have to ruin that it's like taking good childhood memories and then making them bad and i think we're sending a mixed message out there like enough is enough oh man
1: yeah yeah i mean like I don't think we're going to find any high budget studios doing these things. These are all going to be independent studios, low budget stuff. I mean, we were seeing that, that Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse one was definitely a low budget, like five nights of Freddy's Mm -hmm. type, type thing. So now I don't know if the second one is going to have a higher budget just because it did relatively well as a cult film, but I don't know. We'll see the second Winnie the Pooh blood and honey comes out this year, later this year. So we'll get a chance to see what, see its reception.
0: And people like a variety of things, I guess. So there you go.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that wraps up a shorter episode for us today oh, covering National hey. Winnie the Pooh Day. So just thought it might be fun to do something a little bit different.
0: Yes, awesome. I like it. I'm glad that we did it. And um, I wish I had a pot of honey to cheers everybody goodbye with today. <laughs> We're like- <laughs> we well, got iced tea.
1: How about iced tea? We'll do that iced instead. Tea? Okay, All sounds
0: right. good. Sounds good. All righty, great. Well, nice thanks right. for joining us today.
1: Yep. Cheers, everybody. Stay tuned and keep kicking ass.